0: Everybody, welcome to podcast number two with Alex Youngblood and Joe McCall. This yo, yo. is uh, <laughs> this is our realestateinvestingmastery.com dot podcast where we give you all the real deal information of what's going on in today's real estate market and how you can make some fast cash. Uh, we've got a great bonus set of videos that, uh, again, I can't believe we're giving away for free, Joe, but. Uh, <laughs> we're we're giving them away at realestateinvestingmastery.com so just go over there take a look and uh download them listen to them learn from them make some money that's that's the name of the game so uh we're we're real glad very glad that you, everybody's listening and uh it's our goal to give real world content that's that's usable not just stuff that sounds like oh that's nice but stuff that you can use in your business right away to make you money as fast as possible <clears throat> and uh you'll be you'll be a happier person for it so so how's everything going joe
1: well good alex thank you very much how about you
0: i'm doing okay i'm doing okay you got any really good deals you're working on right now or uh you you making some some big bucks or what
1: well you know it's crazy yeah the other day um i don't do a lot of traditional wholesaling deals but i got this lady called me wanted um she said her house is worth 35000 and maybe it's worth 35000 completely fixed up if I found somebody who wanted to buy a home in the, in this kind of a neighborhood.
0: Oh, one of those areas, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so, she didn't know what she wanted for it. She's a landlord, vacant, wants to just get rid of it. And uh, I asked her, I so, said, well, what's the lowest you'd take for it? And she said, uh, I don't know, $12,000. $12, I said, well... <laughs> So I looked at, uh, I went on Realtor.com, looked at some active listings, and I went to, um, uh, well, through Freedom Soft, went into, looked at some comps real quick, and then I went into the MLS and looked at some comps, and I saw a bunch of homes within a half mile that had sold for, like, a couple thousand bucks. There was one active property for $800 that had been on the market for two months. <laughs> you no, know, this isn't Detroit. This is St. Louis. <laughs> But this is um, this is kind of the example of what the kind of market we're in now. But this was a house that was nothing similar to what she had. She had a all-brick house. According to her, it just needed some cosmetic work. Um, but, you know, it was all brick. And those sell for at least double or triple what a, a house in this neighborhood with a vinyl siding or a hardboard siding would sell for. But this house for 800 had holes in the roof and, you know, the sun was shining through the walls. So it was in pretty bad shape, but I was telling Set her some
0: built-in sun um, yeah. skylights. Yeah, should have bought it, man. Nah.
1: <laughs> so she wanted twelve grand for this thing, and there's a house quarter of a mile away that can't sell for eight hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> so I just told her I said I don't think I can do this, but I see some similar brick homes that are for sale for like seven, you know, seventy four hundred. I said. And you want twelve thousand for yours? I can buy one similar to yours right now for seven thousand. She said, "Well, okay, I'll take seven thousand for it." <laughs> and I said, "Wow. Well, you know, geez, let me think about it." So I did a little research, called her back, and I actually made her two offers. I said, "Look, I think the most I can pay is two thousand cash, and that's only contingent on me finding an investor to partner with me on it." Um, translated, you know, find somebody I can wholesale it to. Or- <laughs> Or two, I'll actually give you ten thousand dollars for it, if we do um, interest uh, or principal only financing. So I offered to pay her like, no, you know what? I did. I even offered her. I didn't offer no interest. I offered her six percent interest.
0: Wow, you're too nice. Well, too nice.
1: Here's the thing: what I planned on doing was um, getting a house under owner financing. You know, and, and if you do six percent, you could pay it off in five years and only pay your payments would be like 250 a month, right? Yeah. Um, and so then I would get it under contract for 10 and sell it for 13 So I was planning on just advertising it as owner financing to an owner occupant for $13,000 and $3,000 down and finance the rest at like 250 a month. So I figured I could probably find a lot of people interested at $250 a month
0: um, what about repairs? Did it need any repairs, though?
1: Um, It probably. I've not seen the home, but it probably did. I'll just make the owner occupant do those repairs before they moved in. As part of, the, I'd, huh. I'd advertise it as a handyman special or something. Gotcha. But where else can you live in a decent home that you fix up yourself for two hundred and fifty a month? Absolutely zero credit check. I wouldn't even pull their credit. <laughs> um, so I was figuring I'd get into contract for ten and then sell it for thirteen, keep three thousand dollars as the for the down payment. Just do a quick. Um, I've done that before on some other homes, and uh, it worked really really well. In fact, I lease purchased a house that had no flooring, no kitchen, no bathrooms, and it was a three bedroom condo in a dumpy area and I just I did it as a lease purchase and i the, oh, it was an investor um, it, you know i I, I could have sold it to a cash buyer for maybe five grand. But he owed twenty on it, and fixed up these things. we selling for sixty, so we just worked up the numbers, and we sold. We sold it as a handyman special. His payments were only three hundred a month, and so we advertised you to as a lease purchase. You fix this house up. You can live in it with a lease purchase for three years, for three hundred dollars a month, and we offered fifteen thousand dollars work for equity credit, and we offered a hundred percent rent credits for three years. And so we said, if you pay the if you fix it up, you rent it for three hundred a month, you'll get a hundred percent of your rent back at the end of three years, and so we set the option price, but and we advertised a minimum down payment of three grand. We set the option price at like fifty thousand, so that's ten thousand less than what the current market value is. We got tons of calls on it. Wow, and um made it <clears> quick... And you
0: advertise this where?
1: On Craigslist as a, on lease, Craigslist. yeah, as a handyman special lease purchase, um, and we uh, made a quick three grand on it, and found a couple that are handy, you know, have horrible credit, but they went in and uh, it was very clear in the contract they they had to fix it up and get it to pass occupancy inspection and get an occupancy permit to live in the home, and they did, and uh, so they're just making the payments of three hundred bucks a month, and when in three years if they when they decide to buy it. Um, they're going to be getting a smoking deal. And uh, the seller was happy uh, because someone else was fixing it for him. You know, the homeowner, he doesn't have to fix it. And um, he's getting his payments covered. And I made a quick three grand. I'm putting together a deal. So my whole point in all that is (laughs) you can still wholesale, if you're creative, junky, dumpy properties that nobody else wants, not even cash buyer wholesalers, cash buyer investors would want. Um you just got to be a little creative. So anyway, you asked me about what happened and I got this deal under contract and so I'm in the middle of of uh, my my due diligence right now. Seeing I'm going to try to wholesale it for maybe 7 or 8 grand. And, nice. Uh, yeah, sure why not. <laughs> I'll probably list it as a flat fee on the MLS. Um, okay. So I might have to pay you know, have you done this before where you pay a realtor do you pay when you're paying commissions on a house that's under 10 grand, you know, 3% to 6% of 10 grand is only 600 bucks, right?
0: It's not bad at all.
1: But I mean, do realtors will they still do that? Will they do you have to up your commissions to maybe
0: You know, I don't 10%. know the answer to that. That's um, I've rarely rarely have dealt with a lower price like that. Well.
1: So anyway, this isn't a lead that i looked for <laughs> she just came to me and
0: uh just found you yeah. yeah yeah
1: but that's what's been going on with me doing deals love this business excellent um, love excellent. making offers and uh if you if you're smart i'm not i'm not saying i'm smart i'm trying <laughs> i'm saying if you just have a little bit of creativity in you um you can do something with almost anything you get and you know even if it's just forwarding it on to a realtor to do a listing or forwarding it on to somebody to do a short sale, you know, um, there's almost always something that you can do with any motivated seller if you're creative enough.
0: That's something I probably need to do more, you know. I, I could probably be making some more money off of uh, leads that I get that I can't do anything with, you know. Yeah. That's that's probably uh, a good idea. Sure, sure. <laughs> Um so so okay, good. You're doing deals now, things are rolling. Uh, making making some money uh, before we get into your background. what does um, what a average month look for you at, at this point of what you got with real estate investing?
1: Well, as you guys have probably all already know, I, I do a lot of wholesaling of lease options. Um, I get a property under a lease option contract, and then I assign that to a tenant buyer, or sometimes to an investor. Who wants to take it on as an investment um, and so I do that's pretty much all I do I do an average of two to four deals a month I spend 15 to 20 hours a week on the business the other the rest of my time I spend teaching and coaching um, so I, I literally outsource probably 80 90 percent of my business to I have a virtual assistant that does all my marketing for sellers another one that does all my marketing for buyers and a local sales rep that sells my homes for me. Because when you're doing lease purchases, they're a little more, um, what would you say? Uh, People-oriented. People-oriented. Yeah, you need to have somebody that answers the phone. You need to have somebody that answers a bunch of questions and shows the home and things like that. So I got a local lady here that helps me with that. And she's really, really good. She's more of a business partner. Um, and then I have a couple other VAs that help me with, with phone calls. and um, with. I, I just recently... Uh, Alex, you and um, uh, Chris Chico did a webinar on using virtual assistants in your wholesaling business. and uh, Yeah. Got all excited about that, and I hired um, a, a virtual assistant to start making phone calls for me um, and returning calls for me, and uh, within three or four weeks, he had three properties under contract. Wow. And uh, Just simply amazing, and so we're actually working on a product right now to, to offer because um, he's from the Philippines and he's got a bunch of friends in the Philippines and we're, we're thinking about um, putting together some product for our students to hey if you want to use some of our virtual assistants you know here you go um, but that's working out really well and I, I just love outsourcing this stuff because it allows me to do uh, anything I want different things I mean I I've, I have so many other people working on this stuff that I really only need to spend a few hours a day um, on the things that really matter most. The most important things for me right now in my business are um, making sure the marketing is getting done and uh, talking to sellers here and there, making offers, things like that. So um, that's kind of what my day looks like. I spend a lot of time talking to my VAs and making sure they're doing the right kinds of marketing and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> now, now, as far as... Um money wise deal wise what would you say you're bringing in on a average
1: my average deal is about you know per per lease option is about three to seven thousand dollars per deal okay Uh, you know they're not big home runs but i do two or four of them a month pretty consistently obviously in the summer uh, i do more an average of maybe four to six a month things slow down in the winter um but my marketing budget is very, very minimal. I mean, I, I do most of my marketing to um, a Craigslist ads. And so okay. I contact people that have their houses listed for rent or for sale by owner. Um, I don't do much direct mail, although I am starting to do more of that because direct mail is really, really powerful. I'm starting to do more traditional wholesaling deals, too, like kind of like what you do. And um, so I'm starting to ramp up my direct mail. Now that I have these virtual assistants that can start returning calls for me, I'm kind of excited about that. And with FreedomSoft, it's just – FreedomSoft kind of was like the missing piece for a long time. One of the reasons why I didn't want to do traditional wholesaling is because I had no way to track these sellers. Yeah. Um, and and um, so I really, really like that. But then um, – um, so my I do an average, let's just say, three to four – deals a month average profit is four to s- four five six thousand bucks um, but for me um, I look at it like man I can I can do I can still make five figures a month um, only spending a few hours a day in the business um, and I am I'm, my marketing budget really I'm spending a couple three four hundred a month on my marketing at the most um, and that's for my virtual assistant and for the different things I use for voice blasting and text messaging and things like that, real, real, real cheap, and um, I get someone else to do all the work for me. So that's what I like about it.
0: That is the key. Yeah. That is the key. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, as far as um your system for for the way everything works, can you give give us an idea of uh, how everything's set up for 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 getting the deals in and out and things like that, I know you talked about it briefly, but uh, can you give us a little more of a rundown on how that all works?
1: Yeah, well, it's real simple. You get a, um, you find a motivated seller, and they don't even have to be that motivated. It's just somebody mm-hmm. that can't sell their house, and uh, we all know people who you find sellers all the time who don't have enough equity. They can't sell their house. They can't even afford to pay a realtor. Or if they do have any equity, they're not willing to share any of it with you. They they want top dollar for the house. Mm-hmm. Well, at least purchasing is a way that you can offer them full price for their house. And if they don't have any equity, they don't have any other options. Um, so one thing I always ask the sellers is, well, look, what are you going to do if you can't sell your house? Are you going to rent it? Well, why would you want to rent it to a regular tenant who's going to always call you whenever something whenever something breaks? Why not rent it to somebody who wants to buy it? And, um and so we ask people that all the time, what are you going to do if you can't sell the home? So we find a seller who can't sell their house, and then we offer them a lease purchase. Now, the lease purchase is flexible, so they can cancel it any time. They already are advertising their home for sale or for rent. So if they sell it or lease it before we do, um, they can just cancel our agreement anytime. So, But typically then, we start marketing the home. Now we have an option contract of the house. So we start marketing the home for a tenant buyer. And when we find a good quality tenant buyer that we feel has a good shot at getting a mortgage in 6 to 12 months, we will then just assign our contract to that tenant buyer, and we collect the option deposit as our fee. Usually, I'd say 80% of the time, we keep the entire option deposit. The other 20% of the time, we'll share a little bit with the owner as so a security deposit or something like that. Um, so that's pretty much it. I, you know, It's important to have a good team, uh, like a good mortgage broker, a good credit repair company that um can pre-screen these people because we're really we're really looking for people who have a realistic shot of getting a mortgage i could sell a lot more homes if i wanted to if i just took the first person that had you know (coughs) three grand or whatever to put into a home
0: absolutely
1: so i could i could sell a lot more but i've chosen as, as a business model look you know if i got if i got 20 homes on my website um I'd be happy to sell three or four of them a month, Um, because I'm just looking for the ones that, you know, I'm I'm not going to take anybody who has a criminal background, who has a foreclosure, or bankruptcy within the last year, um, who has a bunch of unpaid child support and alimony, um, (laughs) because you know they're not going to be able to get a mortgage for two or three, four years.
0: Yeah. Um, Now, what if that person had like fifteen grand? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I would then I, I I would approach the owner and I would tell the owner, Look, this guy probably needs three or four years. Um Okay. So is that okay with you? Sometimes the seller will say, Look, I don't care if you lease purchase this thing for three hundred years. I can't pay next month's mortgage payment, just get the first person in here. Um hmm. so sometimes, you know, we'll take then people then. But then I, I, I give them at least three years. Um I, you know, I, and, and and I never evict a tenant buyer if they can't get a mortgage. I, I always allow them to extend it because uh, you never know what the market's going to be. You know, in a year or two from now, the house may not appraise, or they may. You know, the down payment requirements right now is maybe three and a half percent for FHA. It may be five to seven percent in a couple years from now. Um, so we we do. We really try to set it up as a win win for everybody. And the cool thing is too, just like any wholesaling that you do. Once you flip that contract, you're completely out of the deal. You have no more liability, no responsibility, and uh, I'm not responsible for mortgage payments. And if, that's if any- a good thing. Well, if anybody's heard my story, you know I I was always so stressed out with these vacant properties I had, and I was just up to my eyeballs in debt. Had no idea how I was going to make ends meet. I Had more month at the end of the. <clears throat> What's that called? More month at the end of the page.
0: More month at the end of your money. <laughs>
1: right, 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 right. Um, I mean, every month. So I was completely stressed out all the time. And when I discovered wholesaling, I realized, wow, I can make money without having to worry about mortgage payments, without taking over the deed, without worrying about vacancies. It's so nice to be advertising 20, 30 homes on my site and not worry about making any payments on any of them. Okay. Let that, somebody the, else worry about that.
0: That is that is key right there, and and that kind of leads us into the next thing here. What um, what was uh, life before real estate and just getting into real estate, and what kind of like really turned it around for you?
1: Well, yeah. To make a long story short, um, my background is in civil engineering. Uh, I went to Iowa State, met my wife while I was in school at in Ames, Iowa. Um, I got an engineering degree. Um, went to go work for a large engineering and construction company we just bought a house in 2000 and the company transferred us to San Francisco for a large power plant job it was supposed to last two years Uh, so we we just bought our house a few months earlier and we decided to rent it out and um, we were in San Francisco we loved it out there but the job was shut down after about 10 months and so we had to go back to Kansas City and we still had two months left in our lease, but during that two that ten months it was just absolutely miserable. The tenants were always consistently late. The property management company just sucked. They didn't do their good good job. Um, they called me all the time whenever anything minor was wrong, which always added to my stress. so it was just stressful paying for the mortgage with no rent coming in, and then paying a plumber thirty five bucks an hour to fix something that I could fix myself. I mean everything imaginable was breaking. The basement was flooding. The garage door was breaking. The tenants were complaining about there not being a vent in the bathroom and having to crack the window open. And um, So it was just a mess. And I said to myself, never again am I ever going to be own rental property, and, and, and never again will I ever invest in real estate. But then Rich Dad Poor Dad came out, and a friend recommended that I read that. I flew down to Austin, Texas to hang out with this guy who was building a bunch of duplexes and selling them to investors and I really contemplated buying some of these duplexes. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and you know, the cash flow was there. Um, it was big booming area and I'm sure I would have done well with it but he recommended two books to me. He said if there's anything you should read it's Rich Dad Poor Dad and Secrets of a Millionaire Landlord. And so um, I started reading those books and I got excited about real estate again. But one of the things that got me excited about it was In the the Secrets of a Millionaire Landlord, there was a chapter in there about lease options. And one of the things he said in there was that options, the beautiful thing about options, and it's the same thing with wholesaling, with just a regular sales contract, options allow you to control property without owning it. okay? And uh, it's much easier if you have an option on a property, if things go bad, just to step away and tell the seller, look, I'm not going to exercise my option. Um, It's much easier to walk away from an option. So you get all of the benefits of owning property um, without owning them by controlling them with option contracts. So I got real excited about that. And then he had something in there about how with lease options you can make the tenants responsible for maintenance and repairs, which got me excited. So I came back. Um, we were now in St. Louis at the time. I bought about nine homes. This was back in 2005, when 2004, 2005. When remember, it was easy to buy homes but even back then the banks did have a limit they did tell me no you can't buy any more homes because I already hmm. had nine of them but you know I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit um, I was I was doing those no doc no income stated assets whatever. ninja
0: ninja loans oh, <laughs> yeah and, no income no job is that what it is no job uh, no, no asset oh, or something like
1: that. horrible they're called liar loans yeah um, now I don't think I ever intentionally lied, like ever put on there that I'm making two hundred thousand dollars a year. But, um, you know, it's just stupid, stupid, stupid. I can't believe I did some of those things. <laughs> but I was buying, you know, and I had these homes already rented by the time I closed on them. So, but I was making a hundred, two hundred dollars a month cash flow, and I thought that's all you needed to do. I mean, I played that getting out of the rat race game, from the the cash flow game, you know, where you you buy a bunch of assets that give you passive income. And so the goal is to buy a bunch of assets that give you enough passive income to overpass, overcome your uh, expenses. And then you're out of the rat race. Well, I thought, well, man, I'll just have like 100 rental properties that cash flow a couple hundred a month, and I'm set. But quickly I realized, you know, all that, that little extra cash flow every month uh, quickly disappears to vacancies and repairs, and I was still having problems and threatened lawsuits. and um, oh, boy. So I couldn't buy any more homes. So I started buying homes subject to the existing mortgages. I bought about four or five or six of those and um, started borrowing private money and all of a sudden I'm in a tremendous amount of debt. Um, But I was equity rich. I had a ton of equity, but I was cash poor I had uh, zero cash flow. And um, to to make money, I had to buy more properties. Um, You know, you do cash out refinances um, or you'd borrow some of your profits early with private lenders and stuff. And so I was getting in deeper, deeper of, of, a hole, um, borrowing a bunch of private money, um, getting into a bunch of debt and it just really started, um, falling in, um, all around me. So, um, about th- four, three, four years ago, um, things were really, really falling apart and, um, I never missed a mortgage payment on any of my subject two homes, but we started getting behind on our own mortgage and, um. So I finally just you know I had to tell the sellers, the homeowners uh, the, the, of these subject two homes. Look, I had to give them the property back. I told them, look, I, I just can't make any more payments. And I gave them the home back with a good tenant in them. Um, hmm. But I, I never missed a mortgage payment. So, um, so we had we, I dug myself into this huge hole. I quickly realized when all of a sudden when the market crashed, I was equity poor and cash poor now, and uh, all of a sudden. um The private lenders started wanting their money back. The the homeowners started wanting, demanding that um, I pay off their loans so they could go buy another house or whatever. And uh, I quickly realized I needed to learn how to make cash and make cash fast. So, just like you had mentioned the other day on our on the other podcast, I didn't think wholesaling was sexy. I mean, I thought like, well, that's something that only beginners do. You know, why would a serious investor like me? Need to wholesale? That's just for beginners.
0: Yeah. So, it, yeah.
1: I realized, wow, there's a lot of wisdom in that. So I went back to my old courses. Uh, I bought some new ones on wholesaling and just started devouring anything I could find on wholesaling. And I started actually doing what they said to do, sending postcards. Um, Isn't that minutes. funny?
0: You actually do what they tell you to do, and uh, well, it works.
1: And I was so <laughs> shocked. I was so shocked that it worked. I couldn't believe it. And I, you hear all these testimonies and stories of, yeah, there's a student that made twenty grand, made five grand, and all of a sudden it started happening to me. And you know, I'd done a couple of deals, and all of a sudden at our local RIA, I'm the big, huge national expert on wholesaling and whatever. Um, so it, I just couldn't believe that this stuff was really, really working. And and that's why I'm such a big believer in in real estate education. Um, you know, there's a lot of trash out there, but there are a, there's a ton of really good, useful information that if you just take it and do what they say to do, it works. Hello, <laughs> you know, and you can make very good money um, in this business doing what other people have done in the past, and, and they're teaching you how to do. So anyway, I started wholesaling deals. And within about five, six months, I made about 30 or 40 grand in um, wholesaling option or wholesaling fees. Um, but I got frustrated with throwing away so many leads and um, so I started asking myself, what can I do with all these leads that I'm throwing away? And I loved lease options and I loved wholesaling. so I asked myself why can't I wholesale lease options And that's where I kind of came up with this concept. I didn't invent it, but I had never heard of it from anywhere else before. And I started doing this and within about three to four months, of of flipping lease options, getting a property under contract and then uh, selling the contract to a tenant buyer, um, my part-time income doing that started surpassing my full-time income. And that's when I decided to um, to leave my job to pursue my dream of being an independent entrepreneur in real estate investing. And uh, that was about two and a half, three years ago. And um, so I've been flipping lease options ever since and uh, I love it. I love the freedom you know, uh, we're still digging ourselves out of this, these holes that I was uh, was in a few years ago, but uh, things are just a ton better now. I'm spending more time with my family, a lot less stressful.
0: That's uh, where it's at. Yeah, and
1: <laughs> just closer to my family, and things are just looking a lot better than they were a few years ago.
0: That's, uh, I mean, that that's our goal, is to be able to um spend more time with the family, you know, if you're if you're a family man or if you just wanna go out and travel the world or you can do that. Or right. you know, if you wanna go to the beach for a day and just hang out, you could do that if you live by a beach like me. <laughs> <laughs> well you yeah. yeah. But um I mean that sounds great. That's um that's the that, I mean that's what everybody's shooting for, I think, on this call, you know, to be able to be in a position to where Stress is minimal, and you don't have to wear worry about where the money's coming from, and systems are set in place, and and all those good things. So yeah, yeah. so we're we're you know that's uh, I mean that's the main thing. So well,
1: in this market, there's never been a better time than this market right now to get involved in real estate investing if you're using the right strategies.
0: And, absolutely, uh, there's there's tons absolutely.
1: of deals out there right now.
0: I mean, the market is still declining right now, so. The key is to get in and out of deals as fast as possible exactly it really is market is declining i mean there there were times where you know when I was holding properties and and buying them at like eighty five percent of the a r v and the equity all got eaten up with the decline in the market and if I still had them, I'd be in big trouble as far as equity is concerned because I'd be negative so yeah. key is in and out, get your cash move on to the next one so. Yeah. So, Joe, what, um, what advice would you have for beginners?
1: Well, you know, I, you, you've heard it said a hundred times probably, just take action. But nothing, I don't think there's a better way to put it. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I got so sick and tired of spending so much money on real estate education and not making any money. And it, it came to a point where I said, you know, doggone it, that's enough. And I'm going to, whether this, this stuff works or not. And, and and I, my wife and I talked and said, she like, we both gave myself an ultimatum that said, if, if I'm going to take this thing, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And if it doesn't work by in 30, 60 days, whatever, I'm going to quit, never look at it, never touch it again. And uh, so I, my, kind of my back was against the wall. I had to make a choice. Um, And so I just decided, okay, I'm going to stick to this. I'm going to not ask questions now I'm not saying it's you you should never ask questions I'm just saying this guy I know is successful and I want to just do what he does and so um, I started doing it and without questioning I didn't have to I I told myself I'm not going to worry about understanding steps seven and eight before doing steps one and two steps seven and eight will take care of themselves I just got to get the ball rolling got to get the marketing machine going and so I started developing these systems to do the marketing and uh, she started with doing what they said to do, you know, getting the postcards out there, making phone calls, making offers. And to my surprise, it started working and the momentum started building. And all of a sudden, I started getting a bunch of leads coming in that I couldn't handle. So, okay, what do I do then next? I, you know, I I find a virtual assistant. So the key is overcoming your fear and taking action. Um, you know, maybe what you, uh, maybe, you know, I talk to people all the time. Maybe another course is not what you need. Maybe you just need to open up some of those old courses you've already bought and just look at it and start doing what they say to do in those things. And and you'll start making money. And the other thing is, uh, I could not be where I am today without a coach. Um, I really believe in, in mentoring and coaching. Um, I've spent a ton of money on my education, a ton of money with coaching. And I really do believe, and I'm not just saying this. Um, because you know we have our own coaching academy, but I really couldn't be where I am today without other successful coaches mentoring me and showing me, um, helping me when I'm faced with challenges, holding me accountable, and saying, "Joe, you said you were going to be doing this, or you're not doing it yet." Um, or when I have a question about a certain deal, I have somebody I can call and they can help me with it. It just helped a tremendous amount to um, to have coaches and mentors and friends that were like-minded that understood this business that were actually doing it because they gave me hope I could look to them and say look if they can do it I can do it so
0: absolutely I yeah. mean that's um and that's part of what we're here for too you know we yeah. um both of us have our own students where we mentor and coach and kinda of grab them by the hand and 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 bring them along the way to help to help get past the roadblocks and the barriers and just to be a kick in the pants you know some people need a kick in the pants every now and then to to move to be able to move in the right direction and and get things done and and yeah. and that's the thing one of the things we emphasize is just just get things done, just do it just just do what we say and and the results will come you know they may not happen as fast as you would like they may not happen as quick as you'd like but if the, what are the chances of you getting a deal if you sit on your hands and do nothing or if you actually get out and do something if you go out and put bandit signs up if you go do a direct mail campaign what are the you know what's the better chance of you getting a deal (laughs) right you know
1: and i know so many people out there are just hopeless right now too i mean they're thinking man i could never get out of this job that i'm in um i could never work for myself but they they don't realize that it is just around the corner if you take action and i'm not saying quit your job do some deals first but um you know it's it's not as hard as you might think
0: absolutely yeah, absolutely. So, well, Joe, I guess um, we got to wrap this call up. You gave us some excellent information, some great info that I know people can take and use, and and uh, and hopefully uh, get things going in the right direction. And obviously, we're here. You know, you could check us out at realestateinvestingmastery.com. Uh, once again, you can get our free. Uh, Information, which I mean in and in alone and of itself should be like four ninety seven for the information that we're giving away, so yeah that's true I, you know so so get that check that out um, we got some more podcasts coming your way. We look forward to giving you some more real estate information and I guess until next time, rock and roll, get going, make things happen. you have the control, so just do it
1: hey, thanks, Alex. <laughs> well said,
0: take care, Joe. see ya.